The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. And a great Friday night, everybody. Football coming back to Soldier Field preseason style tomorrow morning. 11 a.m. pregame noon kickoff on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. I'm Jeff Joniak, my broadcast partner Tom Thayer, also rare and ready to go. We have broken this thing down in every which way already. We're excited to see what Matt Eberflus, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator Richard Hightower have in store for Kansas City and uh, their head coach, Andy Reid, looks like uh, 15 to 20 plays for the first team. It's uh, it's fluid, Tom. It depends on, on what guys we're talking about. But we're all looking to see what QB1 does. Well, you know, Detroit head coach Dan Campbell also said Jared Goff is going to play the entire first quarter. He played five or six plays and he was gone. So there's nothing etched in the stone by how much you can play in, in a, you know, how many, how many reps. So I'm interested to watch what the team is going to bring to the field because there's been so many things talked about what they want this team to be in the long run with this new coaching staff and tomorrow we'll begin that evidence and one of the guys we're going to be looking forward to watching is braxton jones the rookie left tackle out of southern utah fifth round pick this is what he had to say about where he's at right now working with the first team heading into the first preseason game all right, we'll get to that in just a minute as we get you set for Bears football tomorrow. Uh, some of the things we're looking at right now in terms of what the Bears are going to do, uh, the running game obviously is something of significance, Tom. It, it, it is something that I'm excited to see this wide zone we keep hearing about, a stable of running backs. Not certain uh, if David Montgomery will play tomorrow, but there's plenty there, including the undrafted rookies and Khalil Herbert from a year ago. Yeah, Jeff, you have to have an impact with the running game. Because if you want Justin Fields to be everything that he possibly can be, you better have somewhat of a dominant portion of your running game to have such a factor of the defensive coordinator trying to stop that one element that it opens up more opportunities for the rest of the team and Justin specifically. So, yeah, we've heard so much about this outside zone running play. And if they do run it perfectly, look for Justin to get more opportunities downfield. All right, here's that Braxton Jones. I've got a ways to go, but um, just understanding how, fa- how fast it is, actually, um, even with linebackers and all that type of stuff, like I have a better understanding of how fast it is, but um, getting that into my game and stuff like that. And, and that's another thing, too. Um, it's not always going fast, fast, fast. It's kind of like you've got to hold space a little bit more. Um, you can't just go fly out to anything because they're so quick. They'll, you know, they'll come right in under you or something like that. You just got to really, like, it's a happy medium. I really like, Tom, how he explains uh, what he's seeing. He, he does so very thoroughly and uh, pretty transparently about what he's learning and how he's going about his business. And we, we continue to be impressed. He's got the feet. He's got the length. He's using uh, that length in a way he never did back in college. He's got all the tools, as he says, to learn this position the right way at the NFL level to stop those edge rushers and clear space in the running game. Now we got to see if he can prove it. Yeah, I mean, reality is going to hit you in the face tomorrow. You know, you're going to break the huddle and you're not going to have coaches around you. So it's about what Braxton Jones can do 
to get himself prepared and an understanding of the guys he's playing against because he's going to guy he's going to have guys coming in here they're going to be keep competing equally as hard for a spot on their roster so i think tomorrow really is the beginning of what what can be a great future for a guy like Braxton Jones. And another rookie, Jaquan Brisker. We're looking forward to seeing him as well. He uh, likes the way the chemistry is brewing right now, the back end of that defense with the veteran and two-time Pro Bowler Eddie Jackson. Just off the field, just knowing, you know, still communicating off the field, just make sure we're still watching film. And then on the field, just knowing where he's going to be, we just work on the same page, just, you know, showing different disguises and just different things like that. You know, we're always, you know, doing different things, and we're on the same page, so it's really good. Yeah, with him right now, it's that, that uh, inner inner force that he's ready to unleash, I think. You know, he's a physical guy, grew up that way, played that way at Penn State, and I like the way he's been making plays on the ball. Is he catching everything yet? No, but he's making plays on the ball and breaking the ball up. Well, that's going to be the the – kind of the signs of his success and where he's at. Because when you come into the scheme and what they want to do defensively, how fast they want to play, how they want to disguise the coverage and everything, that's the effect of the defense. But, Jeff, what's going to happen when he has a a big coverage responsibility downfield? Or what happens when a running back breaks through to the third level and has a full running start at him? That is when the differences of Jaquan Brisker is going to be shown. We know he can cover. We know that he can catch the ball. We know that he's super intelligent, and that's why he's on an NFL roster. But it's about those details of tackling is really going to tell you what's what's happening with him. Well, the one thing you don't want to have happen, and it, it unfortunately does happen, knock on wood, it won't to, uh, to the Bears or anybody else around the league, frankly. But you try to get out of the preseason games as healthy as possible already. You're looking tonight at Atlanta leading Detroit 14-10 to in the second quarter. And, uh, their first-round pick there in Atlanta, wide receiver Drake London, suffered a knee injury and he had to leave the game. So you don't you don't want to see that business right now. No, but, you know, Jeff, you can't really think about it. You don't want it to happen, but it's a constant threat when you do play professional football. However, that's why they sit out there and coach 90 guys. So someone is going to increase their opportunity by their performance going into this preseason. But they have to make sure on September 11th that they have a healthy roster to go into the start of the regular season. All right, coming up next, we're going to be joined uh, an interview I did this week with cornerback Jalen Johnson as he gets ready for his third NFL season with the Bears. It's all coming up next here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, our producer tonight, Cesar Perez. And we also thank, as always, Dan Barilli and Jordan Treadup. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. Uh, Tom Thayer sitting this one out, but Jalen Johnson is not. The starting cornerback entering year three for the Chicago Bears. Kind enough to take some time to join us before the preseason opener against Kansas City. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Hey, it's great. Honestly, I'm over here smiling because it's like you really have that voice. Like, <laughs> A radio voice, like a real, like, John Madden, like, a real, like, legendary, I feel like, uh, voice. Yeah, so you, that, that's really... You see, I'm blushing. You, yeah, when did you know that, like, you could, like, you would be like... Really? That. You know what? That's a really long story. I'll tell it to you sometime, but I, I, it's a miracle, honestly. It was where hard work met opportunity. How about that? But no, you know, as a kid, when you were growing up, you know, you, you were clearly a great athlete. 
I thought I was, you know, and I tried to play <laughs> right. baseball. I tried to walk on at Iowa State University as a second baseman. That lasted about four minutes. You know, how do you, how did you know that this was going to be what you wanted to do? I mean, honestly, because we all think we're going to be right. somebody in in this. If you love sports, we all played it. I mean, I tried to play everything. It would have been wonderful to do it. But what about you? I mean, mine was mine was a different process because I played. Of course, I played football and basketball growing up, but. I was on varsity as a freshman in basketball. I was getting looked at. Like, I had interest in basketball before I did football. So, I mean, in my first two years of high school, I was like, I might as well just hang football up. I'm going to just play basketball because I wasn't – I was a sophomore in varsity, not really getting too too much playing time. And then basketball was just going going great for me. Um, so, I mean, I almost gave football up. And then <laughs> I ended up getting hurt in basketball. And, like, my whole perspective just changed. I'm like, nah, like – I can't play football no more. Like, forget basketball. Yeah. But then I really, like, started after my injury, I came back, and I really just locked in. was like, nah, I'm going to give basketball up. Like, my love for football is greater than basketball for sure. And it's like even, like, the training, the process that I went through for basketball and football, I would I would choose football any yeah. day. It, it must fit your personality. Yeah. Because you got to love this game to play 100%. It. Like, basketball, you got to have some specific skills, oh, too. Yeah, so. Yeah. Did you have a growth spurt, or did you say, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. What, what can I be in basketball? I mean, honestly, like, basketball for me, because I was, I was smaller my first two years of high school, really. Yeah. So I didn't get – it's funny because I didn't get bigger. I didn't get, like, my true athleticism until dang near after I gave it up. So I was like, hey, if I would have had this height, this – Right. What's your vertical? Yeah. What's your vertical? What was your uh, vertical? My highest I got to was, like, 39. There you go. So it was like, dang, okay. You could shoot, you could shoot the J. Yeah, and it's like crazy because as I got older, I got better in basketball. So I'm like, if I would have had this gun, I might have kept to it. But, I mean, everything happens for a reason, for sure. Yeah, the funny thing, though, when I first met you and we interviewed you because on your Twitter, it's it's the NBA yeah. is in oh, there. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. this guy loves the NBA. <laughs> yeah, here go here was basketball. something yeah. different, something sure. different. Jalen Johnson, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. So, you got a new system, new people, new coaches, Everything new. Big, big, fresh coat of paint. Are you fitting in? You're smiling. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, honestly, football is football for me. And it's like, at the end of the day, my my job is to stop people from catching the ball. So it's like, my job doesn't change. My job hasn't changed. Um, the emphasis, I mean, there definitely are some things that are being preached um, that are, are different from, from last year, for sure. There's definitely some principles that we play by that we want to live 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 and die by really um so i mean just really adjusting to those adjusting to playing this new staff style of ball um has been i mean interesting for me definitely um it wasn't easy in the beginning um but as time goes, what wasn't easy really just committing um i mean it's different like change comes nobody's really familiar and it's like you have okay well this is what you're used to doing my first two years in the nfl i got used to a certain way around here and now that there is a different way it's like okay i'm not really trying to do that or like why are they, they being like this so it's like for me i got to a point where it's like let me just really step back and see what they're really asking me to do seeing what they what their true intentions are and then once i kind of took a step back and it's like, okay let me just commit let me buy in let me push myself and let's see where it goes Cause, i mean it's hard for me to not really buy in and expect great things to happen. So it was like, let me just really buy in, let me commit um, and get other guys to commit, get other, everybody really on the same page, and let's see where it can really go. 
Um, and then really after that, I mean, we'll, we'll see when season comes. But it was really just a mental process to really commit and buy in. And, I mean, now the way that they want things to go for me is, is I'm not going to say easy, but it's definitely something that – is natural for me now. Yeah. So is that Jalen Johnson? Is change has change always been hard? I wouldn't. I, for me, I wouldn't say that change is hard because it's like since I want to say my freshman year of high school, I've always had like different head coaches. Like I had five head coaches in my high school career. Wow. And so it's like I have and change is inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable in this sport. It, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, just have even having that was just like okay, dang, you just got to keep recommitting to the process. And it's like at the end of the day, man, football is football. Cover one is cover one, two is two, three. Yeah. Like, I'll just kind of keep it keep it simple. Keep the main thing the main thing and really buy into the philosophy that the coaches have. Um, and, I mean, with this staff, I mean, like I said, it's definitely different, but you just really got to buy in and really give your all to it um, and then take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. You know, the thing is, uh, if you step back like you just explained that you did for yourself, and if I just step back and, and yeah, your job is to prevent people from catching right. footballs. <laughs> for sure. And making sure you tackle them yeah. and take the ball away. It is pretty simple, yeah. but one of the hardest things to do. Oh, for sure. It's, you know? it, yeah, it sounds simple, but it's definitely <laughs> complex in your execution, for sure. Exactly. You got to, you know, are, are you better? I'm not saying you weren't before. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying as you get older in this sport at this level, and now you're getting tutored in a different way by this staff, right. and they have specific things you want. Uh, in this particular defense, I, I'm not going to just give it a blanket cover too. Right. There is that, but there's there's mm-hmm. elements. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, but you know, trusting your eyes. I mean, are, are your eyes better trained three years in than they were when you first got here, or were they? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's not even a question. Just the reads, the progressions. I mean, it just comes, it comes natural at this point. It comes easier the reads and even adjusting, like you said, there's minor intricates in the defense that are different your reads may be here and you got to look at certain things and it's like hey, if you would ask me to do this my rookie year I'm like dang that's a whole lot like but now it's like I've been doing this for some time now my third year getting a lot of reps I have thousands and thousands of reps so I mean really what they're asking me to do is the easy transition because I've been doing it for um some time now going on my third year um so I mean it's really not 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 too bad at all Eyes are going to be on the quarterback. Yeah. Period. Not much turning the back to the quarterback in this defense. Is that true? Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. I mean, there's definitely like there's definitely some times where we got to lock up and we got to go man to man. But that's that's with any team. But there definitely are more emphasis with eyes on the quarterback um, and breaking on the ball. So, Coach Eberflus, when he first got here, and but he said it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever gone through as a player. 100%. Has that proven to be true? Because he did tell, he told me, he said, you wait a year from now, players are going to come and say, yeah, coach, that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Has it been the hardest thing you've had to do so far? In my professional career, yes. yes. Okay. Um, and and why? Uh, because it's like there's, in a sense, when you get, like like in college, college camp is a whole lot harder than NFL, NFL camp. But it's like when you get kind of to a professional level, there's, normally there's a way of of doing things there's a way okay like yeah you burst to the ball you get your three hard steps but it's like no 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 we're full speed like some of the expectations are almost like unrealistic like coach like dang like you want me to do this this and this like okay so i mean in that aspect of having to adapt to really the expectation i feel like that's the hardest part but i mean we're well our body should be in in shape and we should our body should be able to adapt really on the physical side of things if you're taking care of your body and doing things right 
but really to just train your mind. It, it really is starting in the mind because, I mean, just really being able to say, I'm going to push myself. I mean, you're going to get tired in practice, and it's really just having that trained thought or developing that habit of let's run, keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running, keep going. That's, that's, that's where it's hard at. Well, you know, like Tom always mm-hmm. says, fatigue makes cowards of us oh, all. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> it just depends on who gets tired fast. Exactly. Sure. Jalen Johnson, our guest, we're going to step away, get a commercial break in here, and then another segment with the Bears starting cornerback on the eve of the preseason opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletical Physical Therapy. Visit athletical.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. Jalen Johnson, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Tom Thayer, will be along in a while. Uh, the, com- the chemistry, as much as the orchestration is necessary from a footwork standpoint on the offensive line or the stunts and the games up front for a defensive line, we say it all the time, it's got to be spot on in the chemistry on the secondary side as well. Do you guys feel, even with some new young bloods and Eddie Jackson and yourself, that you guys are really making hay here in that regard? Oh, yeah, we're building. I thought it was a complete, a complete reset. Yeah. Really, everything that we kind of had from like, like from a scheme perspective, I feel like it's totally different, um, which means our bond is going to slightly shift because we're at being asked to do different things. We're not playing the defense the same way. So, I mean, normally when it's like, okay, Eddie, I know I got you in the post, isn't the same now because like his reads are slightly different or he may have something, um, a different responsibility. So, I mean, definitely got to keep learning the defense together and learning, okay, when you can have some help or when you can take a risk because you know you got your safety help and when you can and can't use them. Um, so, I mean, really just getting on that same page is really learning the defense and bonding and gelling in that together. Um, and just seeing really just – I mean, it's some we learn something new each and every day with each and every situation, just how we all see how a play comes out or, okay, are you going to stay high? Are you going to stay low on this? If he comes out like this, if he comes behind the linebackers, are you going to take him? Do you want me to take him? Just really, I feel like messing up helps us build and bond together and figure out what's the best way to play it and how I see it and how he sees it. Um, and I feel like everybody is really trying to figure all that out together. I mean, not just me and Eddie, Jaquan, he's doing a good job and asking me, hey, how do you see this? Or I tell him, hey, how do you see this? Just so we can really bond together because there's no doubt that he's going to be on the field. So, I mean, just really finding out how guys really see the offense or see this defense and really continue to learn. I mean, even the coaches, they're still making adjustments to the defense. So really top to bottom, just really learning and gelling together. You believe in yourself, otherwise you wouldn't be here. When you get a new regime, this right. is the first time for you at the professional level, it's only natural. Mm-hmm. You get new bosses. Right. Did you ever fear if they believed in you? Oh, 100%. No kidding. 100%. And it was, I feel like it wasn't anything that I did or didn't do. I just feel like it's different watching it on film versus coming in and having somebody in, in your system. Um, and it's like they have their own way of doing things. Their values are different than what we were doing previously in the past. So I feel like what you've seen on film, I feel like there was no question from a talent standpoint. I don't, I, I don't think that should have ever been a question. But I feel like my work ethic may have been in question if I really was going to work hard, if I was going to buy it in my attitude. Um, so, I mean, I feel like that was just some question marks that they had. They didn't really – know if I was going to work hard, if I was going to be a leader, if I was going to buy in and commit, um, and different things like that. So, I mean, I feel like there was 
no no question that they were a few question marks around me for sure. Just knowing what you put in every off season and what you've talked about from yeah. the time you were drafted, you are a worker. For sure. And you put in a, a great deal of work. So, But I guess everybody needs to see the proof. Right. You know, yeah, I, I get that. Why are you better this year physically? Let's start with that. Uh, we touched on the mental stuff because you have a brother that right. is very good at what he does in the training aspect of things. And sure. do you feel you, you advanced yourself in this? Because you got to recreate your save every year, right. kind of. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I was talking to my brother after... <laughs> After the training and kind of heading into camp, and it was just like you're on a different level. And it was like after last year, it was like, okay, like you're on a different level. So it's like really nice. just to keep getting better from year to year, off season to off season. Um, I feel like it's no question. I mean, I even hired a, a specialist on full time, um, and definitely committing to that, making that sacrifice. I mean, that definitely cost me a pretty penny. Um, and so what I mean, was the specialist for? Um, really everything top to bottom in terms of my body injury prevention, strength and instability, balance from really head to toe. Um, and then, of course, my brother on the field side of things, technique, footwork and different things like that. So, I mean, having those two guys full time, so, I mean, my brother's always full time, but having that trainer now that's full time really is getting my body right. And then after practice, whatever, I get extra work on my brother doing footwork. And then even when we go back to the hotel for uh, for rest, I mean, I'm in in the gym getting more work in, doing doing more work. So I mean, there's always there's always work to be done, um, and I really just want to give myself the best opportunity to be successful. And I feel like hiring that trainer and having my keeping my brother around is definitely going to give me the opportunity. Jalen Johnson, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy. All right, you look at Darnell Mooney and you see him line up across from him, and he also is very much like yourself, a, a worker bee, man. Right, this sure. guy is a grinder. Uh, does that inspire other players? Does it inspire you? Do you feel, even though he doesn't play your position, mm-hmm. that, okay, you're pushing guys and they're pushing guys, it it matters, right? Because sure. not everybody wants to do it, and not everybody knows to do it. Right. No, I mean for for me, the way I see it is, there has to be those alpha males, and not even from I don't want to say from like a superior standpoint, or like those alphas that feel like they're yeah. better, but those alpha males that you know are like, okay, he's just a dog. Like the way he works, the way he moves, he just does things the right way. And you can kind of feel that, and you don't have to really – there's not too much to be said. And I feel like he has taken that role of one of the alpha males on that offense, for sure. Um, him and Justin have put in an unbelievable amount of work. Um, and even being across from him, going against them, I definitely have seen that work and felt that work. I mean, we push each other every time. We always want to go against each other um, and make each other better. But Are you one? An alpha male? hundred percent. I I was hoping you'd say that <laughs> no, 100%, 100%. because hundred percent. I, I could close my eyes and tell you who they are. I I don't think I, I'd be far off. I mean, you definitely have that in you. Yes, sir. You know? And it's like, and it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't have to force it. There's not something where you just wake up. Okay, let me just try Gotta to be, be organic. Like, yeah, nah. You just be yourself, um, and you stay true to who you are. And I feel like, and my dad always said, like the cream is gonna rise to the top. If somebody thought they were and had to tell you they were, mm, then they wouldn't not. be. Yeah, yeah, they're probably And you, you know you've been around guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, that have yeah, done yeah. that. Guys, the loud talkers, they know they're not <laughs> good alpha males. All right, so there's a whole buffet of types of receivers you're going up against here, and they're all trying to find – I kind of, kind of compare it to lobsters in a lobster pot, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make – you know, get seen and, and find a way because it's, for, it's uh, size, shape, speed, a lot more speed, 
youth, uh, not, a lot of them are banged up right now, but has that helped you in any way? Oh, definitely. Because of the variety? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, we're going to – I mean, there there's a lot of talented receivers on uh, the teams that we're going to play this season. So, I mean, definitely having, like you said, that variety, that versatility of guys, um, the smaller, quicker guys, the bigger, stronger guys, the longer guys who play um, – use their size and play big. I mean, just being able to go against – those guys are definitely good preparation for what I'm going to see this this season. All right, tell us about Alan Williams. He, he impresses me the way he stands in front of the media at the podium and and just his uh, what the way he delivers messages. What do you what do you think of your defensive coordinator at this point? Definitely a man I would say of morals and principles. Um, just talking to him and really learning more about him as a man and not only a coach. I mean, the coach coaching stuff is going to speak for itself. Yeah. We're going to soon find out, but. I feel like he stands on good morals, stands on good principles, um, is very articulate, um, has good intentions for sure. Um, so, I mean, just really trying to learn what he's about really as a man, being around him more and more, I feel like has given me a different perspective, a different light on who he is and kind of the way that he goes about life, the way he looks at life. Um, so, I mean, I'm definitely pleased with, I would say, the man that he is. The Loafs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you had any? Oh, everybody has some for sure. Hey, I, I, I for sure have had some. <laughs> no, that's no question. And it's like it is funny because it's like, can you somebody, plead your case or is it a? No, you can plead your. This you, is it. You can definitely plead your case. You can definitely. It's not a hard loaf. It's like okay, coach. Well, I was seeing this, thinking this, maybe. And it's like sometimes it's like okay, yeah, I can see it, but no loaf. And then sometimes it's like okay, like I can understand that, but. I mean, for the most part, it's it's really one of those things where it's like a loaf is inevitable because it's like we're not we're not perfect, and there's so many different ways you can get a loaf. But it's really I would say about limiting those loafs, especially yeah. when we get into the game. Oh, that game tape on. now. Yeah. If you know you had one. Oh yeah, no, nah, you're going. Monday morning's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like one of those things where it's like you don't want to have too many. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the less you want to be on the on the less side of that for sure. Do you know how many interceptions you've had in camp so far? Do they keep tallies? Yeah, we keep tallies. I think I only really got one. All right. That number's going up. Yeah, it's not good. The number's going up. It's not good, and it's one of those things for me, too. It's like Justin knows when he throws the ball, it got to be a good ball. And it's like he definitely hasn't made the balls too easy to catch. It's always a fingertip or a one-hand catch, but I definitely got to find a way to – to bring those balls in, because I mean, I'm 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 gonna be in good position. I just have to find a way whether, because I mean, the balls aren't gonna be thrown right to me, but just finding a way to bring those tough balls in. I have a balls. feeling, I just the way it's been pounded in you guys, and I've seen this before with mm-hmm. Lovey Smith. You know, same same principles, right. you know, and the same thought process. And so I would always say, hey, listen, you know, there's a matter of luck involved also in taking the ball away, and he, he'd have none of it, you know. Right. But I do believe that because the the attacking nature, there's going to be a lot of tip balls. Mm-hmm. There's going to be breakups that are going right. to result. I think that's a part of it, and it becomes a feeding frenzy a little bit. Oh, don't, sure. don't you think that that is possible here? Yeah, definitely the way that the style of ball that we're going to play is going to give us some more opportunities um, at getting the ball, whether it's fumble recoveries, tip passes, just being aggressive to the ball and having guys really trying to punch the ball out, rake the ball out, um, and just being aggressive on the ball, breaking through the receiver's hands and popping the ball up in the air. I mean, as long as we're running to the ball, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a lot of turnovers. Belief. 
is that also something that has to be organic in each other? Oh, 100%. and do you guys believe? Yeah, I feel like that that'll build as we see guys putting in the work. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's one of those things where it's like you have to prove that to your teammates, prove that to your coaching, prove that to the staff each and every day of what we're going to get out of somebody, what what they're going to bring to the table. Um, and, I mean, only your actions can really determine what somebody believes in. Um, so, I mean, really just trying to, me personally, trying to put the right things out there for my teammates to believe in me and then also push guys to really lock in on what's going on, lock in the situation, lock in on pushing, pushing themselves and pushing each other to where we build that belief in one another. All right, a couple of fun ones to wrap us yes, up. Sir. We'll get you out of here. <laughs> Cheat food, what is it? Cheat? Yeah. Ooh. What, what, what's your go-to? You <laughs> well, maybe maybe just one that, you know. Like a meal or can it be a dessert? Yeah, it could be. You no, know, a cheat food like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be eating this, but I'm going to. I don't have like a certain diet or anything. Like, okay. I really... So you eat what you eat. Yeah. I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, this, All right. This, it's so, you, so you're not a snack shack, uh, you know, at, at midnight, you, you're raiding the fridge or what are you doing? No, no, no. I try to control that. I try okay. to keep it to a minimal. All right. For sure. I would think that would be. Are you a guy that sets an alarm and are you a guy that hits snooze more often than that just getting up? No, I definitely set an alarm. I don't. It's funny because I use snooze for like an additional alarm. So like I'll okay. hit snooze and then I'll get up and be like, okay, let me make sure I'm out of the shower before the snooze button comes on or something like that. But no, I definitely, the most of the time I'm up before my alarm. Have you developed any hobbies since you become a pro? Anything? Anything different about Jalen? Off the on field. The hobby side? No. No. You just, yeah, I'm, you just I'm yourself. All, yeah, I'm all ball. I go home and then I talk to my daughter, talk to my family or something, just relax, watch a movie or something. But other than that, um, I mean, I'm all ball. All right. Chiefs on Saturday. Looks like you guys are going to play maybe 15 to 20 snaps first team. Yeah, you looking we'll forward see. to that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely getting out there and competing with some guys that aren't wearing Bears colors. All right. Well, good luck. Have a great year. Appreciate all the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jalen Johnson, our guest. Coming up next, we'll be joined by the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtz, to talk about the game Saturday at Soldier Field. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Welcome back to Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. We're brought to you by CDW, the people who get it, with Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, legendary voice. And they'll be coming to town Saturday to meet the Bears. You'll be shaking hands with Ryan Poles, the former 13-year front office man of the Kansas City Chiefs, now GM of the Bears. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Well, first of all, here's the first 15 plays. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, love Ryan. Ryan's, uh, he's seen life uh, all the way around the horn. He was with us prior to Andy Reid uh, and uh, coming here. And so he saw us go to 2-14 and 14 in the depths of the earth uh, down in the phytoplankton at the bottom of this ocean. Then he saw us win a Super Bowl championship. So he's seen it all, but he's got an understanding, very comprehensive as an approach. It won't be anything. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna cave into uh, somebody putting pressure on me. He knows the right thing to do. It might take some time. I know the last 72 hours haven't been a lot of fun for him, but that's what the hot seat's about. But you've got a good guy there. Very, very, very uh, steady, uh, but very knowledgeable. Mitch, when you're in a system that has such a foundation, you know everything that they're going to do in practice. Now Jeff and I are at the opposite end of the spectrum. We're in a new coach. We don't know very well. He's developing a system. When you go to work every day, 
do you know exactly what we're going to see? Because Jeff and I go to work every day, and we just don't know what we're going to see. Pretty much, although Andy's always changing stuff. Andy Reid's brilliant. He's so underrated as a head coach. Yeah, he's fifth in all-time wins. But, uh, I mean, Hallis is one of them ahead of him. So let's just put that in perspective. That's one of the five, four ahead of Andy <laughs> Reid. But he does have consistency in the program. So I think that's where, and respect, this is an awesome culture. And I've seen other cultures, boys. I'm like Poles. I've been around the bases here a couple times, and I've seen it on the other side, and it is no fun. But Andy Reid, when he came here, in fact, when he came here, it was like the first 30 days he was here. We had a, we had a discussion. I said, Coach, it seems like this league is changing. It's like you start at distrust. Instead, if I'm talking to you guys and I start at zero, like can you trust Mitch Holtis or not, now it seems like you're starting at minus five. He said, eh, I don't know. He goes, a little bit, that's true. But he goes, it's also the environment that uh, maybe you've been in like the last several years. He goes, it'll be different with us. You'll have, I'll give you information. Then he looks at me and he goes, this is your first and last warning. Like with the eyes of Zeus. <laughs> and I soiled myself and I thought, yeah, it'll be good. But I have a Super Bowl ring from this guy. He's amazing in the way he respects the human spirit. That's his biggest uh, attribute. Uh, he's, he's a big time cat, man. Mitch Holtis, our guest here briefly on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, with Tom and Jeff. What are we going to see from the Chiefs uh, Saturday? Yeah, there's, here's the first thing about this team. They're hyper-focused, and they're a little bit ticked off. They've won the AFC West six straight times. Never happened in the history of the division, going back to the first day of the AFL in 1960. Never happened. Raiders haven't done it. Uh, Broncos haven't done it. And yet everybody's thinking the Chiefs are going to be Mount Vesuvius and covered in molten lava by Halloween. That's been all, you know, we have nothing but talk in this league for five months. And all the talk has been, look at the AFC West. All the chips are in, in the riverboat gambling game, and the Chiefs will die. Goodbye, Chiefs. Well, <laughs> let's tick these guys off. The coach is still here. The quarterback's still here. And in four years as a starter, of all the metrics other than touchdown passes, Marino's got that by just a few. Mahomes has all of the other boxes checked. QBR, uh, TD to INT ratio, and he's 58 and 16 as a winner. He's still here, okay? And Kelsey's still here, the best tight end to ever play. And I will tell you, there's a few surprises here. This has been an outstanding camp for these guys so far. So the first thing is, can they continue this pop and sizz uh, against another team at Soldier Field on Saturday? Uh, the second would be these Renaissance men. I'm not sure Frank Clark's going to play much and Chris Jones won't play much, but they've had outstanding camps. This is also a very good rookie class, really good bunch of rookies. Mitch, will the, uh, the loss of Hill change the perception of you guys around the NFL about having the fastest team with the fastest, most tal arm talented quarterback in the league? I don't know. We still have McCall Hardman. He pops a four two seven. Okay, we could watch, watch video tonight. We'll rent a theater on the on Michigan <laughs> Avenue and, and show that video. Uh, they get Sky Moore. He is uh, not in the cheetah range. There's only one cheetah and Tyree Kill, so it's not A equals A comparison. This is an algebraic equation where you're going to get five variables maybe, but this is not a team lacking in speed. 
Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you guys saw him uh, in the division, right? He led the league in yards per catch in 2020, and he can zoom by you too. Last year, in fact, Pro Football Focus had him measured as the fastest guy in the league, get a 75-yard TD, and he was going at 22.78 miles an hour. You're not going to see it at Soldier Field Saturday go, oh, these guys are slow. Tyreek Hill's gone. It's like they're going to run the wishbone and look like Army now. No, it's not. I love Army, by the way. It's nothing against the, the Black Knights, but this is still a team that is a lot of speed and i'll tell you where they picked up speed boys and that is on defense this is a much much faster defense that the chiefs will take into 2022 all right last question mitch i know you got to run uh but offensive line play certainly that's uh the big conversation here in chicago to see what goes in front of justin fields this mobile quarterback with a great arm and ryan poles has great experience at helping build lines there in kansas city many feel yours is one of the best if not the best in the league as it's currently constituted. What's his mindset about offensive linemen that we should be encouraged about here in Chicago? Because he found Tyler last year for you guys. He's got some guys in late rounds here that caught our attention, including Braxton Jones, the fifth-round pick at left tackle. No question. I love that pick. Um, It's the old adage from uh, weddings, right? Something old, something new, something borrowed, something red in this case. (laughs) Getting at left tackle, you go get Orlando Brown Jr. Now he's playing another franchise tag. At left guard is Joe Tooney. Gave him a king's ransom to bring him in, but we were, we were after Super Bowl Fifty Five. We were searching. At center, you get the highest-rated rookie by Pro Football Focus in the whole league, and that's Creed Humphrey. You get him in the second round, a ninety-one grade. At right guard, you get the steal of the twenty twenty-one draft in trade. Uh, Smith, because he's just a stud and he's a road grader. He's Bears fans would love him. Like he'll drive you into the earth, help you up, and then take your lung out the next play. And then at right tackle, you have Andrew Wiley. So a veteran who's grown in your system, you get a steel draft pick, you get a steel draft pick, you go pay for a guy, and you go pay for a guy. It's a little bit of all of that. You can't have too much money in your offensive line against the cap. I understand it, but that's why you get free agents and you draft to it. Look for polls to do that. Uh, over time. He's already started with those draft picks he's already got. All right, Mitch, thank you for the time. We'll hope to see you Saturday. I want to shake your hand, my man. See you, boys. Go get him. Have you, a Mitch. great season. All thank right. you. You too, Mitch Holtis. Voice of the Chiefs here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Back with more after this. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. Final moments here on Bears All Access. Uh, before the Bears meet tomorrow at Soldier Field to take on the Chiefs, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. Uh, Tom, we could talk about a lot of different things, but it really boils down to the fronts, both sides of the ball, and uh, see how that plays out. I'm really interested in seeing that part of the equation tomorrow night. Uh, but what else are you looking forward to see? This morning I mentioned half the team uh, on with Mully and Hall, but I-, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued with a lot of these young players. Well, you know, the offensive-defensive line is probably has the most competitive, healthy depth right now. So it's going to make some interesting decisions for the coaches after each of these preseason performances. And then, you know, you got to find depth everywhere at linebacker because of the interplay of the linebackers and how important they are to the defense. What style of defense and what position and how many di- and what safeties can come and provide a little backup for Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. So I think, you know, when you look at a team with a new coaching staff, everything's going to be interesting because it's, you know, it's a play-to-play opportunity to be successful. And like I said, catch the attention of a coach there that 
maybe hasn't really formulated a real opinion of what your your capabilities are. You and I discussed this earlier today. You know, I always want to see health, obviously, and just, you know, first downs will lead to touchdowns, but uh, the effort more than the outcome. You know, yes, you'd like to win, start getting that culture that you get believe in each other and you're going to overcome whatever, but, you know, just that effort that we've seen, we want to make sure it transfers. Well, Jalen Johnson, he talked about it and giggled at it, Loafs are almost going to happen to everybody, but you better not have very many of them on the on a, in games like this because when you talk about effort, speed of the game, and what they want to do to help out every the performance of this football team, effort is going to be 100% um, evaluated as much as your individual playing assignments. We, we should assume, I, I guess, in, in many cases here with over 20 guys uh, out of practice the last couple of days that that will be the case again uh, tomorrow night. But plenty of guys that still left, you know, the receivers and the defensive backs have taken the hit. Tight end position has taken a hit. Uh, and then, of course, no Raquan Smith, and that's the the, uh, the elephant in the room, really. The negotiations on a new contract remain stalled. Uh, a big disconnect here. Uh, I don't think players are dwelling on that right now. you got to almost treat it like an injury and move on. Right, you know, you can't let the business side infiltrate the locker room and the rest of the team. That is something that Roquan is going through individually. That's not a part of the team. So he's got to get the business side of it uh, dealt with. And then everyone, you know, we talk about the running backs on this team. If you don't have Dave, Dave Montgomery, you have a list of guys that show that they belong competing for an NFL opportunity. And it's going to be excited if the offensive line and the plays called compliment the running backs, and we see those big first down runs that we need to have. All right, we got a minute to go. Quip uh, around the division. Uh, you got Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins positive for COVID. He'll miss his Sunday game. Not sure he was going to play much anyway. And uh, also Detroit tied up right now at 17 with Atlanta. Uh, Deshaun Watson apologized. He apologized to saying that, quote, he was truly sorry all, to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. There are decisions I made in my life that put me in this position I would definitely like to have back. He is starting tonight. Cleveland trailing 13 nothing in Jacksonville. He's one of five for seven yards. Yeah, you know, that's something that Cleveland needs to figure out. Deshaun Watson going forward, uh, you know, apparently has to make better decisions for himself. And, you know, and Cleveland has to try to get back on tra- track and get away from the noise that's been surrounding them. All right, Tom, we'll see you at the park. You going there right now? You going to get set up at Soldier? No, but I'll be there early. My yes, coffee you is will. being made. For Tom Thayer, um, all our guests tonight, including Jalen Johnson and Mitch Holtis, for our producer, Cesar Perez, and Jordan Treadup. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. Gabe Ramirez is coming up next. He'll be with you until 9 o'clock tonight here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.